0: Thanks for coming again, Ken. Happy to be here, as always. Yeah, I know. All right, so um, first off, because I know this is how I'm going to remember your name now. I'm really glad that you said that. <laughs> uh, Karin Spears? Spear. Spear. Huh, okay. I was so, so, so close. So close. But yeah, so when you all eventually go to her page and listen to her music, you'll see why I was so excited that I remembered how to pronounce her name, because uh, it's K-A-H-R-I-N? Yes. Yes. What, uh, what kind of name is it?
1: A Scandinavian, particularly Scandinavian. Norway. Okay. Yeah. My grandma's name is Karin, and her grandma's name is Karin. So it's kind of.
2: Kind You're of a third generation Karin.
1: Yeah. And my cousin on my mom's side is also Karin. So there's four of us still. But.
0: Wow, you got like a Goodfellas thing going on. Just yeah. name everybody Peter Paul. <laughs>
1: yeah. How'd
0: your mom get out of that?
1: It skips generations.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So if I have a daughter or a son and they decide to name their daughter car and that's kind of how it would work
0: yeah do do they have the choice they
1: do oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a lot of pressure to be yeah. like i mean there's four of us and we've been doing it for generations but by all means <laughs> by pick least, your own name
1: yeah no no pressure at all
0: <laughs> yeah it's yeah. okay whatever you want to do yeah right, right yeah Michelle, great. the norwegian mandate system <laughs> right. is known yes, throughout I no the world idea. it's quite impressive i have no, yeah. I had no <laughs> idea how how like stringent the rules of norwegian daughter naming was yes
3: yes <laughs> good well, we
0: got that out of the way <laughs> where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Chardon.
0: I'm out. I've literally been. <laughs> How have we known this many people that are from Chardon? So
3: have the you running b-
2: joke is that Chardon yeah. comes real... up every time
3: really? I appear
2: here in this basement. And it's what? the most bizarre. The first time he thought it was a made up place. Uh, yes. I thought oh, it was I a I thought it was like land. Mordor. Like...
1: Well, it is out in the country. <laughs> yeah. It's like 45 minutes know. northeast of here.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. But so that was where. Yeah. That's where Sarah was from. The bisexual green witch. Wow. Green witch? Was she a green witch? Yes, that was her whole thing. Was that she uh, specializes in herbal tinctures and tonics?
0: And anyway, that's all I remember. Anyway, Sweet. okay. So <laughs> Congrats
3: on Chardon. Yeah, that's so <laughs> thanks. fun. Yeah,
0: thanks. Now you yeah. are. Oh, and we actually do have something in common. Was you played basketball at John Carroll? I did. Yeah. I also did.
3: You did? Oh,
0: yeah, I did. That's I really, amazing. really did. That's why it was kind of funny when, as I was like kind of going through your profile and s- saw your Facebook, and I was like, oh my gosh, you played ball too.
4: That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. So yeah. good
0: for you. Recently, too, because you're young. And-
1: yeah. Graduated in 2019. 2019. So. Wow. Three years oh. fresh. There
2: yeah. was some drama at John Carroll during that time. That's when they mm-hmm. had the drag show canceled. Yep. Uh, and people were pretty up in arms about that.
1: Yeah, I remember that. I wasn't super involved at, because I played basketball. I like spent all my time either in the classroom studying at Lyft or at practice. So wow. I didn't really have much time other than some campus ministry to be involved in in extracurriculars. So I don't know what happened with that, but I do know it was canceled and people were really upset.
2: <laughs> and what position were you on the basketball court?
1: I was a point guard.
2: Okay. They yeah. score the points. No, no they I pass. don't. They
0: distribute. <laughs>
2: Is that truly I really like you. You oh, yeah. wanted to get into
0: that, though. I, I really, I appreciate you. Wanted I was to get all into in that. on my explanation. Yeah, I could see if if that had been like if you said shooting guard and he mm-hmm. said scored all the points and you agreed, I mean he would change like his profile to like you know like, I would sports my enthusiast. I would update my LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, it's like nice. better at sports ball. Yeah, yeah. Sports amazing ball. athletics.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, that's amazing.
0: That's amazing. I did school. not. uh I mean, you were saying like, so you're either working out, studying, or, yeah, I had a lot of free time. Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know if school got way harder, um, but no, I didn't, I didn't have an issue with that. I had a lot of free time, even yeah. in season. <laughs> you weren't at John Carroll. Yeah.
2: Well, I thought you were in Akron.
0: I'm from Akron. Okay. I went to school at John Carroll. They let there us leave sometimes.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I thought <laughs> that, yeah, that was let a good Let me see the city limits to explore 40 minutes north. Okay. <laughs> Did you know that you wanted to play basketball in college?
1: I did, yeah. When I was, well, when I was 12, I, actually when I was 11, I got to join my first travel basketball team.
3: Yeah.
1: And I had played like every sport in the book up to that point. So once I started playing competitively, like beyond rec in the sixth grade, I was like, oh, this is super fun. I want to do this like above everything else. Yeah. So I got linked up with a trainer when I was 12. And he sat me down and asked me my goals, and I said, I want to play D1. And so he said, okay, I'm going to train you for that. So we trained that way for four years, and then he unfortunately passed away. And I don't know. It was like I started in high school. I started talking with a bunch of different schools, all D1 through D3, and was just really egoic and wanted to be D1 to say I was D1. Yeah. But then I got a voicemail from the coach at John Carroll, and I was like, what is John Carroll? I've never even heard of John Carroll. I, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. And I was like, it's, you know, my ego is like, no, it's a D3 school. You know, you're better than that. But then I went on a visit there, and as soon as I stepped foot on campus, it was like, this is a beautiful of place. place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, this is where I'm going to play before I had even met the coach or the, the kids on the team or anything. And then I, I don't know, I was 16, and I just knew that's where I was going to school. So I stopped talking to everybody else. And as soon as I got to tell my coach that's where I was thinking about going, and he said, <clears throat> that's fine, that was it for me. So we have, a,
2: we have a big rivalry with them, don't we? With Chardon, no, uh, Baldwin Wallace.
0: No, nah, I think John Carroll's. Well, I guess the, like in football, it's Mount and JCU are usually the big rivals. But I mean, a lot of them are. Uh, I never really had like a BW rivalry, but I mean, this that's a long time mm-hmm. ago. I mean,
1: we did. We
3: it was right? BW. I thought we, it.
1: I, it's like who weren't we rivals with? I feel like every, the the OEC was so competitive for women's basketball that There's like there was usually really two or three teams in the top twenty five in the country. So yeah. we are always gunning for that tournament, you know, March Madness tournament bid. So we definitely, we definitely fought hard against BW and Mount. And Marietta was another, like, Marietta. random. Uh, we got and Ohio Northern was another huge rival for us, which it's is strange. Uh, like, they're so far away.
0: OAC is a very it, – it's an under – a lot of people don't know. Like, the, there's some very good yeah. Division three players, and there's some very good teams. Ohio Northern was very good when I was there. Mm-hmm. Mountain was pretty good. BW was pretty good. Um but we, yeah, uh, I think we got to, like the elite eight two or three times. It, it just, it's always just, it's just a really good league. It's a lot of D one players, yeah. that whatever don't make it. However you want to yeah. put it, end up playing for a lot of Jason. Like there's a lot of former D one players, and and yeah. I mean it's crazy like that. The the levels of of talent for you know for really any sport but i mean i was more experienced in basketball but the levels of who you were playing with and then you just go into like Mm a d1 like a mac and then a d1 like in big east it's it's crazy the levels okay
2: but true or false true or false the basketball team is out one night you're traveling you all stumble into a karaoke bar you sing a song and everyone's mouths dropped open because that's the way it happened on a show that i watched and i feel like that's what (laughs) happened here well, let's just go with
0: that. If, if you enjoy that, True. let's just go with that. No,
2: it's
1: false. What? No, but I wish that would have been cool. I
2: was Demo's always like, trying I to say. I had sing. no idea <laughs> she's a point guard. Yeah.
3: Oh God.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't really have much space to express that part of myself in college. I don't know. It seemed like art and athletics were kind
0: of two separate. Oh. Did you have? Did you always have it, and then it was kind of put on hold in college, and then you kind of rekindled it, or?
1: That's a good question. I started learning how to play the guitar when I was 15. Mm -hmm. And it was on the back burner always because I was super intense about basketball even then. So it was really just something that I would do when I would come home from a stressful practice or game to just unwind. And then when I got to college I really had less time because right. my schedule. I don't know how you had free time. We literally had no time. I was a very no bad student. <laughs> I was <an> incredibly <laughs> no bad time. student.
0: It's yeah. because I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> so That's when bad. you honestly apathy will really give you a lot of yeah. free time.
1: I had I laugh about my college experience because I definitely can relate to that apathy. I just needed to get my the GPA that I wanted mm. and then I didn't care about getting anything above that. You know, it was like if I, as long as I'm getting that GPA and I'm performing on the court, the rest of my time is going to either campus ministry retreat stuff or yeah. just hanging out.
0: Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even have like that that GPA like <laughs> yeah. I was just like, hey man, if no one kicks me out, this is a win. Yeah. yeah. And uh, those are no different one... standards that I heard you
2: two articulating.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and unfortunately I think they have a
2: correlation between GPA and going to class. And so that might have been yeah. where you I mean, found it. It's low.
0: unproven. I mean science yeah. is I th- still I think that you know yeah. I don't think that's been proven. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so let's... So talk, take me back to when you know, originally, like when you were kind of like younger. So how... Because mm-hmm. I think it, it seems like it kind of does or does not. And I want you to answer, like kind of tie into some of the family stuff too. Mm-hmm. Just from the stuff you said So how... You said you started learning guitar when you were 15. Yes. What's... Because a lot of times when I hear people... When they start playing it's usually younger and it's usually Mm -hmm. piano for some reason yeah and their parents make them was that something that they that you just picked up you saw the guitar like what was the attraction to it
1: yeah that's a great question i my dad plays the guitar Mm -hmm. and i just grew up watching him play but they never pushed me into lessons for anything my parents have always just been the kind of parents who support whatever their kids decide all the way they're just fully supportive so when I realized that I wanted to start playing with my dad and I wanted to start learning how to fingerpick, it was it was "Landslide" by Stevie Nicks that got of course me hooked. It was. I wanted to learn how to play that, and so I just kind of started watching YouTube videos and looking up chord you know chords online to see where to put my fingers, and then just ask my dad for help whenever I needed clarification on something. And of course, he was so stoked about it because he wanted a bond.
3: Sure,
1: but yeah, it started then just as something. Well. At the time, I don't think I realized why I started playing, but looking back on it now, it's so true that I picked up the guitar because I needed medicine for the trauma and the fear I was experiencing when I realized that I was bisexual. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't know then, but obviously looking back now, it's like, oh, I was really stressed. And this was like the only thing that calmed me down.
0: Things like that are an outlet. You know, yeah. I mean, anything like that, whether it's music, yeah. Basketball, physical activity, mm-hmm. something where you can just kind of not, you can just kind mm-hmm. of think about the task at hand, right. whether it be learning landslide or working on your GPA or working on, you know, a crossover or something like that. Right. It's, totally. it's, you're actually just picking something that kind of, uh, Put all of that kind of, whether you're going to call it anger, frustration, mm-hmm. fear, and just put it into something and maybe make it being constructive. Yeah. Almost in a way to, the. De- I mean, we all have this in some way.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, almost in a way to kind of delay because you don't want to get, you almost don't want to deal with that part yet.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And.
1: Yeah, it was kind of just a way for me to express things. I didn't have the language to articulate yet. Yeah. You know, it was like, I just figured this out all of a sudden, never would have thought that was going to be part of my journey but then suddenly here I am and it's like oh where I'm from doesn't actually support that very well at least then I think they've gotten a little bit better but not a lot lot. (laughs) so and I grew up Catholic so there was just a lot of peanut gallery commentary on that particular lifestyle and I was so young and had no idea what any of it meant I didn't know if it was something I needed to identify with or if it was just something I was curious about sure so the guitar just really gave me a way to heal without having to actually say anything to anybody because I was still so far back in the closet. like It sure. was not about to come out for a long time. Although if so. you're
2: playing Landslide, that's yeah. kind of a coming out. I think out. that's
0: universal. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That song continues to have such deep meaning in my oh, life. Yeah. Every year the lyrics mean something different to me. It's something I always love playing after a long period of time because it's like, wow, those lyrics have totally changed for me. Do you, you know?
0: Do you yeah. have, I mean, I, other than like Landslide, do you have ones that just, like, I, I've always wondered about, like, if you could like na- like if artists, anyone, because I don't think I could, but like, can you name like your five, I don't mean the five songs you think are the best songs. I mean, your five where you will always go back to regardless, be, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. because I've had times too where I mean I remember about a year in my life where I listened to four songs over and over sure. and over again, yeah. and I still and every time I go back to them, like you said, they do mean something different, but also is kind of like a a reminder. Yeah. So do you have like like mm-hmm. a group like that others other than Landslide?
1: I need to think about that.
0: Well, we can't really have dead air, so we'll come back to that. <laughs> well, I
1: can give you two. I can't do five. Yeah, but she two was awesome. is Well, just give me a couple. Landslide and Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell. Uh, okay, that song uh, okay. Is just. I I have so much respect for what she does with her songwriting, and I hope to be that honest in my songwriting. And sure. Yeah, those two, both they just. The the lyrics transcend so much for me. It it continues to it. they both make me cry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some of those are super Nobody visceral. Like they, yeah. yeah, some of them they, it's it's amazing. Like what what stuff like that can do. It really, really, yeah. really can. It can take you like to a certain spot, to a certain time, yeah. a certain feeling, a certain person. It's yeah. it's nutty. That I think that's why so many people, musicians or not, are kind of drawn to music. And yeah. whether it's the, just the the whatever you would call like a simplistic pop song that you just want to kind of forget, sure. not forget the song, but you want to forget everything. Like mm-hmm. I've never really understood. Like stuff like uh oh, what do i care about? you're gonna this, insult me with whatever comes no. out so i'm so
2: excited yes. okay
0: if you are on this then yeah <laughs> it will be an insult i'm fine with it i somehow for a work t- ended up going for a work trip ended up going to uh at the, the cleveland brown stadium to see like all these country artists and it was like mm-hmm. uh yeah, no, no. and i was just like i am i don't fucking get it man but this place <laughs> had 80,000 people in yeah. it having the time of their oh, lives yeah. yeah so i can't really say it's not good because yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it like that. They're not like, oh, yeah, yeah. man, like, uh, yeah. what's his name? Toby Keith, he's so amazing. Probably not, but maybe they just like that music to just forget about everything else. Yeah. But then you also have other ones that are obviously a lot more meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. Do you have a centering song? Do oh, yeah. A, what's your one centering song? Uh, it is Ever Formed Flag by Team Sleep. You wow. just made up words and put them. To, have you heard of whatever he just said? <laughs> so I'm a really big uh, uh, Deftones fan and that's been my favorite and it's mm-hmm. it's a side project of the singer and the very first time i heard it's a simple it's like two minutes 20 seconds it is very fast and very simple but that i'll always i will always listen to that when it comes on in the car everything i will always listen wow. to that. i love the song nice. it's very slow very melodic and super simple but i've just always loved it always have it's probably like 12 years old now maybe nice but yeah that's mine cool.
3: i had no idea look at that look at that
0: you're going you're to go home and you're going to. No, actually, you're going to go not. home. You're going to text me and be like, What were those bullshit yeah, words remember. you say? <laughs> and then you'll look it up again. That's
1: totally I think fun. you're right, though, about people, you know, just different strokes for different folks and the type of music people like. I think that's something that I'm continuously humbled by. It's like something that I think is really good, the next person will be like, Yeah, that's okay. You yeah. know, and something that they think is really good, I'm like, Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. It kind of gives me hope that there's going to be something for everybody. So as I like, change my own style Mm -hmm. and i explore my own stuff hopefully there will be somebody out there that can relate to it you know
0: i think it's inevitable that somebody will um it's just it's just you're like you're right i mean everyone has kind of different tastes and really different reasons for those tastes a lot of it is surroundings and upbringing like for mine was it was just like rap and hip-hop almost until i hit college (laughs) and then that's where i know in college is kind of like that where you start kind of like being you know Expose to different things. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I mean, even now, like the, every week I download, I find a new song and I download it out to my library because it just, it's something new. I keep finding new nice. stuff all the time. Nice. So I think, that, and I think that's for everyone. Everyone likes music. Yeah. If someone's like, I don't like music, that person's a murderer. Like <laughs> no one dislikes music. <laughs> it's right up there with I don't like dogs. There's something wrong with it. I don't yeah. get it. I'm sorry if you guys don't like dogs. I do
1: think it's funny, though, when I you know, ask people, so what music are you listening to right now? And they're like, nah, no, nothing really. Podcast. I podcast. I can't relate to that. I wouldn't I go as far that. to say they're a murderer, but I would definitely say I'm so different than that. I can't function for a day without listening to something.
0: I can't. I'll stand by
2: my I will go, go back home. Now. Like if, 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 <laughs> if my phone dies or I, I show up to the gym and I brought the wrong adapter for my headphones or something like that, yeah. I literally turn around and go home. Because uh, I, I can't function
0: oh, I, walking yeah. out in the
2: world or just being there. But, I'll yeah. double
0: down on the murder thing. If you work out without music, <laughs> oh, I go home. I could never. If I got if I got to the, although if I got think to you the would gym. think
2: I'm a murderer based on what I'm listening to there because I'm like at a Lilith Fair concert there at the gym and
0: it's getting me. Super I wouldn't pumped. say murderer. No, no. no. That, that, that's, what, that's what that's what that's what gets, that. <laughs> that's what gets that's what gets you on the bike. But yeah. if you just go there and it's silence and you're just running, you're no. just looking oh, straight I ahead. That's
2: so weird. That's that person's murder. I think murderer is strong. I would say sociopath. Yeah, I'm
0: sticking with it. Yes. I don't care. I'll I double
2: would, down. I would say sociopath.
0: Because if I go to the gym or anywhere and all of a sudden like either like my AirPods are dead or for some reason the music's not playing, done. Around. I'm going to Wendy's. Okay, wait a second.
2: So I'm <laughs> starting to connect some of the dots, and now I have about 42 questions, but we'll okay. only do one. So you are wrestling with your identity, mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out your identity and, and who you are and how you relate to the world, mm-hmm. and you made the decision to go to a faith-affiliated university uh and it sounds like not only went to a faith-affiliated university but got heavily involved in campus ministry yeah now as someone who fights like hell against the very false narrative that that sexual orientation and faith identity are mutually exclusive which they Mm -hmm. are so not and it drives me up a wall even as faith has done a lot of things to our lgbtq community um what what was going through your head there? Was there a part of you thinking, okay, yeah. I'm going to do this?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. Well, I grew up, I'm thankful, despite how traumatic it was growing up Catholic, I'm really thankful for it because it gave me the foundation to start forming a relationship with something bigger than me. Mm. And when I got into college, John Carroll, though it was a Catholic university, I didn't really think about that when I decided to go there. It was solely like, I feel peace playing basketball here yeah. and studying here. I didn't really pay any attention to the fact that it was Catholic. It wasn't until I actually got immersed in the student body that I realized, oh, I'm different. Mm. Um, But because of my roots in my faith and my relationship to God or whatever, I just wanted to continue exploring from a retreat standpoint. I wanted to serve as an ally for other students that were going through similar journeys as me and trying to figure out what their faith relationship was. And John Carroll, because it's a liberal arts school and because it's a Jesuit school, their approach to spirituality was a little bit less intense than other traditional Catholic universities. So I think that that informed how they ran their retreats and how they ran some of their programming. So I definitely felt out of place in a lot of ways, but I also felt held in some ways too, which was really wonderful. And the friends that I have from college that I met in campus ministry are some of the most welcoming people I've ever met. So... It's kind of like I don't know. Maybe I just got lucky. And found yeah. myself in a Jesuits good
2: group. are pretty. good. I, I think I forgot that that John Carroll are Jesuits. Yeah. I have a degree. See, we all have degrees from a Jesuit institution. Yeah. oh nice. Uh, and yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah, maybe not mine. I, I
4: your <laughs> Jesuits might have been pretty
0: good. I yeah. don't know. I, I but I I never really viewed it that way either. Like it, yeah. it just. I mean, I knew that those that there were activities on campus, but mm-hmm. it was nothing that honestly I didn't really see it all that much. Yeah. Um. It was it was nothing like that. I grew up Catholic too. Yeah. um it, it was just it was just nothing that I, I don't know. I feel like I grew up more casual Catholic. Well, I think honestly, everyone yeah. I knew was casual Catholic.
3: Yeah. We yeah. Were obviously, we're gonna Catholic. go on Sunday,
0: sure, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. we're all gonna pile in on Christmas, and then after mm-hmm. that, man, eleven thirty on Sunday, everything just stops being Catholic. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah, I don't know, and it was in you know I did have the. I don't know maybe it was again it's just like my attitude toward it was just a uh you know i'd be in the religion class and they're like you know a marriage between a man and a woman I'm mm-hmm. like, all right i mean i'll write that down mm-hmm. when the test comes but
3: right
0: <laughs> it wasn't right. something that was maybe necessarily really being kind of forced on me i i, I don't yeah. know and again it might just be i think i know there's a lot obviously things in catholicism christianity but i think it's also probably the the, the largest religion with the most yeah we know that's what it says, but mm-hmm. and people can kind of form like you said like kind of have that relationship or, or work on and not necessarily picking and choosing the things that you want to believe, but kind mm-hmm. of understanding that you know that it's all also about like just evolution like those yeah. those thoughts should also evolve, and I think you, we've seen that in in a lot of ways so
1: yeah oh, yeah we were pretty, we were the opposite my family we oh, were really? to church every Sunday kind of family every now and again we would go to Daily mass in the morning before school. We definitely did vacation Bible school every summer. Mm. PSR leading up to we were involved in life teen. Like we were really there's a cross in every single room of my house. I
2: don't know what PSR. Keep in mind there are Jews in the room. What is okay. what is
0: PSR?
1: I don't know what it stands for, okay. but it was like religion class. For, I know what it is too. For, and I for young kids, I don't know kids. what it stands for.
0: It was PSR it was class after mass every yeah, Sunday. Yeah, something like that. I have no idea what happened or what it stands for.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it stands for, but it was just—it's essentially just religion class before okay. you can be involved in life teen. So, we were very Catholic growing up, and my mom and I kind of laugh about it now because when I came out, my senior year of high school, which is a f- hilarious story. But when I finally came out and I started realizing that this faith was destroying me from the inside out, mm. I started—I had to start deconstructing for survival, really, sure. at that point. And when I started deconstructing and questioning what my own true spirituality looks like, my mom did the same thing right by my side, and then my dad, and then my brothers too. So my whole family kind of started breaking off this mold that we were all raised in, and have all individually started to find our own path spiritually, which all have their own nuances and differences, which is so cool, but there's still this like, beautiful foundation that we all grew
2: up together in. And the whole family came out as bisexual. (laughs) <laughs> no. That's where I went with that story. Is that not how that ended? That's.
0: Uh, I think it's TBD. Okay, um, okay. It's early. It's, is but, that uh, no? I is mean, that, that is
2: No. I, but right. again,
0: it's kind of like music. You heard that and took a completely different yeah. thing away from it. Yeah. Sociopath. <laughs>
2: so, um, like wait, you said, you you've can't, reached somebody. You can't <laughs> allude to a hilarious coming out story without giving us said story. By the way, to hear I finally came out senior year of high school, I'm like, oh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, it definitely needed, I needed to exist outside of my brain. It was starting to feel very dark in there. Yeah. And my parents noticed that my senior year. I mean, really, my my sophomore through my senior year were really challenging. I realized that I liked girls also about... Six months after the shooting at Chardon happened, so there was a lot.
3: I going always
2: on. forget that that's a point of reference yeah. for because I don't, I'm not from Ohio, yeah, and so right. I, that always does come up as a point yeah. of reference for Chardon. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that's a whole other yeah. thing, but um, lot like that realization happened at a very vulnerable time of my life, and so my mental, I don't know, my mental health spiraled really, really low, and so my parents finally started kind of asking questions and wanting to spend more time with me and trying to understand what's going on. And finally, one night we were watching this show, Parenthood, that we loved. Love. Yeah, right. And there's this scene where the oldest daughter comes home from college with this female friend, quote-unquote, sure of, friend of hers. and there's we just this watch whole... the
0: episode? Ken's over here. I uh, <laughs> yeah. Kenzo,
3: we no, like, oh, I know, it's, <laughs> it's so
2: good. It's such a rabbit hole. That, it is. That whole yeah. yeah, series is. is such a rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So this, the, the way this scene kind of plays out is they realize that this friend of hers is more than just her friend. And my parents literally paused the television show and go, honey, we just want you to know that you can tell us anything.
0: Oh my God. And I was like, press play. I was like,
1: great. Thanks guys. Appreciate that. (laughs) And then they're like, really anything? I was like, that's great thank you guys so much i love you i would love to finish the show i'm like i'm just gonna run to the bathroom really quick so i run upstairs to my room and start texting my girlfriend like they know like they know and she's like what do you mean i'm like they know
2: the cow has left the barn yes. the cow has left the yes. barn It's <laughs> like yeah. fucking parenthood
1: yeah so they ended up playing the rest of the show and at the end of the show my dad was already asleep so he was like out but my mom went right back at it was was saying you know you can really you can tell us anything and i'm like great mom thank you so much i'm going to bed and she just wouldn't let it go and then was like so what's going on with you and beth we'll call her beth my my girlfriend at the time right because her name is
4: beth right what's her last name uh beth (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. beth beth Uh,
2: that right. is no parenthood yeah. so she If was it like, is what's Beth Beth on? I'm certain I can find her
0: <laughs> <laughs> Beth Beth
2: of Sharded? Yeah Beth Beth? How many Bethes oh. heard Sharded? She's still I, there <laughs> I know start. a witch there who can help us
3: Yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah Yeah so she kind of just Asked me straight up what's going on And I kept trying to avoid it And kept saying nothing We're just friends you know And then finally I just started sobbing And was oh. like I'm sorry And she She was so supportive and loving But we had like about a year We had I don't know eight a ten, eight to ten months, I would say, of kind of struggling because sure. she had to wrap her head around all of her dreams for me, changing potentially and struggling. Really her biggest contention point was the fear that she was supposed to save me, like right. that I was her responsibility in that regard. So it took her about a year to really come to grips with the fact that I don't need to be saved and that I'm perfectly wonderful just as I am and that was really cool because yeah. it was tough at, at, at the beginning but she did so much research and really dug in as a mom and really figured out how to be an ally which is awesome
2: and we know that biphobia is legit um, and and the sheer number of I mean we can't even count the number of instances people saying it's, it's a phase
3: you know, oh
2: gosh! Yeah. Hiring, oh yeah. Sarah talked a lot about that too. You can, be, you can change. There's you're so confused. many. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's yeah. A pit
0: stop on the highway to being gay. Or yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so. That's,
0: that's so real. I I think uh, that was uh, I think Sarah had said the exact same thing. Oh, did you? Was that that there was like the, the a look of not a look but a feeling someone's like bisexual? Yeah, you'll get over that. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, like someone will say, "You'll get over it." Yeah. There's an interesting
2: gender <laughs> dynamic to it as well because yeah. I think that that. You know, so often uh, bisexual females are told y- you'll you'll work exactly. through that, right. and bisexual males are told, "Cool, you'll be gay in a month." You know, and so it's right. like different paths <laughs> towards different ends, right. and 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 uh, you know, look the the associations that this society has with bisexual women, with the whole pornography industry, yeah. and like, yeah, no, that's just that's okay. It's economic. Right. Your sexual right. orientation is so economic.
3: Ridiculous. yeah.
2: And so I I know that, that and, and we talked about it with, with her mm-hmm. as well, just just about peers even struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Is that oh. something you encountered? Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't, because I was in the closet pretty much my entire high school career. My parents found out at the beginning of my fall semester in, in high school, senior year. Um, but I didn't come out to any of my friends until the end of my freshman year of college and that was so usually
2: the opposite that's so often you hear about yeah, coming out to the friends, friends first
1: yeah. yeah well if it was up to me i probably would still be in the closet if my mom hadn't dragged me out first and then my friends hadn't dragged me out second fucking
2: parenthood yeah yeah,
1: yeah. so my i gotta watch of... this fucking show <laughs> i know it <laughs> will
2: destroy it will destroy you
1: yeah it's so good yeah it's so good but yeah end of my freshman year of college um i was i started imploding again i was Mm -hmm. on a my my basketball team unfortunately was super homophobic and the things that were said in the locker room were just foul really yeah so i just you know receded back into the closet further and further and was feeling so alone and my friends just like my parents started noticing that i was withdrawing and isolating myself and finally one night just called me out and were like what's going on you know why aren't you talking to us we know something's happening and you're not communicating and we're worried about you and of course I said well I can't You know, I can't talk about it thank you so much for your concern but I still can't Mm -hmm. talk about it but then two of those girls left the room and the one was still there and she said okay I just want to open up to you about something that I haven't been able to share with anybody here because I want you to know that you can trust me with whatever you're going through and I said I'm so here to listen and support you in whatever it is that you want to share but I Still, I'm not going to share what I'm going through. And she said, I'm bisexual. And I just started weeping. And we embraced, like, Uh. just this overwhelm of relief that, oh, my gosh, I'm not actually alone. And so from that point forward, her and I became thick as thieves and just started doing everything together because we could finally exist in this form of our lives and talk about our our exes from high school and talk about the struggle coming from Catholic families and and Christian families and just like going to a Catholic school and trying to figure out how the heck to, to be ourselves without feeling so paranoid and paralyzed and fear. And then her and I started liking each other and dating and then our friends found out and it was, a really beautiful moment right away. They all were cheering and like diversity in the group. And then three days later, they kind of filed in one by one into our dorm room and basically had an intervention with us and said, we're really uncomfortable about you. And we don't want to see you two showing affection for each other because w- it makes us feel uncomfortable.
2: And were these teammates as well? No, these
1: are no, just these friends. No, these are friends. Okay. Yeah. So I just... oh I
2: have I,
0: to keep reminding myself this is not... 1958 that you're talking about yeah no this is three years because and i only say that because again i mean outside look you you, for me again going through you know 80s 90s whatever
3: right
0: i i know it still occurs it's just strange to me still and it's i think it's strange to me too younger people still like like people in the same kind of
1: well that just goes to show you the the diversity in the student body, which, of course, it's a Catholic university. So naturally, most of the kids there are going to be Catholic or Christians. Yeah. That was a really challenging experience because that was the first time I got outwardly rejected by people I trusted as friends. Um, Yep. But kind of just, I knew that if I just continued to stand tall in what made me feel good and whole as a person, and if I just chose compassion over anger, it would all work out. And it did. Like I still keep in touch with some of those kids, which is okay. which is great. But it definitely, it was a knife for sure. Well, I'm,
0: I'm <laughs> wow. I see, I, I can understand why you're saying like, you almost felt like you might even still be in the closet to yeah. this day, because you kind of had two, not really pushes, but two maybe kind of unexpected, supporters that kind of helped you. Mm-hmm. Or notice something, clearly, right. in your mother and right. uh, your, your mm. Beth Beth, whatever. I who is <laughs> coincidentally on next week's show. Right. <laughs> Beth Beth from Chardin. Please tune in for Beth Beth. <laughs> but uh, who almost, not necessarily, like, like, kind of, but basically gave you, like, a green light to be like, I'm not saying tell me now. I'm saying mm-hmm. that you can. Right. It, so oh, that's. That's
2: hard, though, too, because. Yeah,
1: because then you know that they know. And then... Right.
2: That, I know. I, that was. That's yeah. how I came out to my siblings. Yeah. Yeah, that they were really pushing that. Yeah. I, t- I told you that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were actually in the car driving uh, home from New York City back to New Jersey, mm. um, and they were pushing me, like, you can tell us anything. Yeah. And then I finally <laughs> said, all right, we're only five minutes away from the house. I will tell them. And as soon as I said yes, answered their questions, yes, we hit one of the worst traffic jams in the history oh, of the Garden State God. Parkway. And it took 52 minutes to do that last five minutes, and it was <laughs> horrible. <laughs> oh. it was but so it's like that, that –
3: Ugh, it's like true. you want it to
2: be your own agency, and you want to yeah. be in control of your own narrative, yeah. and so it's great to have people supporting. But it's also, yes, it's a supportive gesture, but it's also like, well, all right, well, how do I? For you can't slow for you. this train down. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's a. It, I think in a lot of ways, when it's situations like that, it is even in the case of my mom, we can openly talk about it is she thought that she was serving me. She thought she was helping me, but she was not. She was serving her own anxiety. And, and that's very, that's very challenging. I
0: need to know what box to put you in so that I am comfortable.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I need to start processing
0: this, but I can't until you confirm
1: my. Yeah.
0: Is On your a, terms. Yeah. No, no,
1: that's not <laughs> right. what
0: just happened. Yeah, whenever Press you're ready play. to tell
1: me, are you going to tell me? Tell me, tell me. Yeah. Tell me now.
0: If not this right episode, next episode. That's right. fine. I'm going to get that's up fine. and refill my drink. When I come back, yes, you if better you'd be like by I'll probably be in okay. there two minutes. <laughs> but when I come back, I'm ready. <laughs> you know, honest, and I'm not trying to top anybody, but I I actually think I have a, a funnier coming out story. <laughs> Yeah, it was more just bad timing. Not me. Like, oh, uh, wow!
3: Like,
0: <laughs> this is the no. best show ever. <laughs> yeah. I should probably get Carissa down here. There's not a straight <laughs> mammal in this room. Nah. Yeah, but uh, it was, uh, and it was so. It was. It was really the whole thing was funny. So, our we had a friend in college. I don't want to say his name, but we were probably it's probably like two years after college. Mm-hmm. So we all kind of had jobs, and we weren't we had a little bit more money but we were still really dumb college kids sure so he decides to come out on new year's eve and i mean late in the evening when everyone is really drunk sure and no one remembered oh, <laughs> oh he, had so he had to do it again he had to do it
3: again
0: oh that's and so of us the next morning we were just like oh. i think i remember that and it's, and no uh, one cared it was more oh, just like right we were more like dude that was why then? Like why? Wow. Well, but I think he just he he was just yeah. like it's now or never man and I've had enough to drink and I right. really I I feel yeah. comfortable with everybody oh, yeah. and no and we we're all like that's awesome but most of us were like I I vaguely remember you telling me this yesterday. Uh, really bad time to tell me. Yeah,
4: <laughs> that's so. Sad. And it
2: is such yeah. a continuous process too. And oh it's yeah. Like it's just so endless. Yeah. I mean, even just coming down to this creepy basement, you're like, <laughs> do I? What do I
0: say? It's and do not. I, cre- it's not. It has character. I think I'd say. Yeah, sure. You should have seen it when I moved in. It was definitely creepy. Though. Okay. I couldn't have guessed. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Come, It's come a while, like come a long way. I'm just saying that, like, you still have those moments of, like, I, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had it today in the house when a locksmith came over. Um, and not, like, mm-hmm. th- there was just, I was on the phone with someone else having an extraordinarily gay conversation. Uh, and, I, and he came over in the middle and I had to finish the conversation I'm like, oh, you know, and I had that moment of, am I going to do some code switching? Am I going to moderate my tone or modulate my tone? And sure. so, yeah, continuous <laughs> process. You, your dude just, let's just
0: call him Jim Jim. He had to do it. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> he had to do it twice. I, I mean, he, you know, practice and then he got it is right. Real,
3: though, okay. It was still to this day. Once.
0: Every time I've seen him, just like, I really can't it's so funny. I mean it was it was funny because every time I think about it I'm like why would why that but then I'm like it had to be so difficult and he, he must yeah. have had so much anxiety. Oh gosh, yeah. And then when he told everybody and we're all like awesome man and then the next morning he was just It was very clear that not really everyone remembered. And he was like, I can't fucking believe I have to do this again. Uh And it was still just fine, just even funnier. When you (laughs) play
2: this back, you are going to hear yourself say, "Um, I, I don't want to top anybody, but my coming out story is a lot better. So I just think that that's where the episode should end. Uh, yeah, agree. literally what you said. Yeah. I agree. Like, fully. Yeah, and then
0: and then I'll just I'll, uh, I'll do my own, my own little I'll I'll add it. into it later. Like tune in next week to for the exciting conclusion. Right? <laughs> so you guys got to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you know the answer. Great. <laughs> Graduated with a degree in
1: international business and Spanish.
0: Oh well, that's why you didn't have any free time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a communications Well, I major. was
1: accounting before that, so I really didn't have any free time. But then I went to Guatemala and everything shattered in the best. Oh my gosh, your reaction. You've been to Guatemala
2: i yes what? yes guatemala and guatemala and here's the volcano of guatemala in her defense oh there was no way she was gonna know guatemala she saw my face is
1: that your is that your <laughs> sign your mind sign on your yes wrist? yeah i have mine tattooed in the center of my back
2: this is what's the name the of yours achmak
1: mine's Ashpu.
2: what is your symbolized i'm gonna give them a drink really <laughs> yeah we'll see you later <laughs> <laughs> later jojo Let me know when you guys are
1: yeah <laughs> oh my gosh this is so special what
2: what is your symbolized visionary narwhal narwhal oh mine's think of the a conch word.
1: shell or a snail yeah.
2: that's what my last name means oh really It's snail yeah caracol so cool. oh i love gosh. that yeah yeah no mine is um the forgiveness
1: cool yeah mine mine i know it was like the animal that it represents was a snail but the word that was on the back of the card was visionary
2: amazing yeah. and so you went to Gu- did you do a mission trip to guatemala uh
1: yeah not so much a mission trip but um uh, more of a service trip, sure. it was through John Carroll, which was part of my involvement with campus ministry as they did these immersions to other countries. Oh, they
0: did do that a lot. Yeah. And
1: I think there's a lot of beautiful things about the immersion program, but I do think that there there are ways to improve it in terms of building more long-lasting relationships with the people there. Yep. I think that going there for 10 days and coming home, while there's advantages to that, and it certainly changed my life and I'm thankful for that, the lack of return in going back and seeing those people again and again and again, I think is something that definitely could be improved upon, but. I
2: feel like it was like Panahachel and you were, where, what were you all doing there?
1: We were in, well, we stayed in Guatemala City, but then we traveled Ooh. about 45 minutes north into this little mountain village called Chinautla, and we worked in this village there with families building really like outhouse type things mm-hmm. in some of the homes, but. That experience, I'm such a language nerd, and that experience was so transformative for me because those first two years of college, I stopped speaking Spanish because I was at first studying exercise science and then accounting, and I didn't think I had a need for it anymore. But then I went on this trip, and as soon as I started, as soon as I was immersed with the people there, it started just falling out of my mouth again. And I felt so overly connected to this country, and I couldn't understand it. And I just spent time wandering through the village on my own and sitting with the families there. And they started teaching me their native tongue, Pokemon, and
3: mm-hmm.
1: I still have this little ABC, Spanish to Pokemon book that they gave me. Oh. So <laughs> that whole experience literally <clears throat> changed the entire trajectory of my life because wow. I was supposed to work at Ernst & Young. I had just gotten the news that I got the internship that I had worked so hard for. And then as soon as I got home from the States, I declined the internship and wow. switched into international business in Spanish.
0: That's a yeah. It's that's crazy. I mean, yeah. like experiences like that can really kind yeah. of change your change your trajectory. I it's didn't want a to really come home. special place. Yeah. I really
1: didn't want to come home. I know I'm supposed to live there. It's for some stretch of my life.
0: I did it a few years
2: ago. I had probably uh, 2018, 19. Um, I'd already taken students there. It was kind of a vo- voluntourism trip. Like mm. it was, Yeah. it was so that's, minimally. That's
1: kind of how ours was too. We did work there, but it was also oh, like we ours went was... to Antigua and we went to like Atitlan. And yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like... Yeah, they we did one day of volunteering, and then the next day was like ziplining. I'm like, yeah, this okay. seems really Guatemalan. Yeah, uh, and um, cómo se dice ziplining? No, nope, were- that's not a thing. Yeah, uh, oh <laughs> right,
0: ziplining. Like, wow.
2: Yeah, really major mark. Yeah, really. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, and it was a, it was a weird experience, and I, I'm very. <laughs> Things I say on this show that I know that I shouldn't say, but Baldwin Wallace people aren't listening. There is another professor. He's the only professor at Baldwin Wallace that I cannot be in the same room with. Mm. Um, I love everybody, uh, or at least can tolerate everybody, but he's the professor that I went with to Guatemala, Mm -hmm. and he disappeared for those two weeks while we took twenty students there, Um, Mm. and so it was just it was it was kind of a nightmare. But anyway, uh, that's crazy. Then I went through a horrible breakup. And um, at the end of the year, it was at the more towards the beginning of the year. Uh, oh, it had to have been five years ago, uh, so 2017. And I figured I did not want to ring in 2018 in Cleveland because mm-hmm. I wanted to start the year fresh. I'm like, well, why don't I go to Guatemala? Why don't I go to Guatemala for a week? And I'm like, wait, I have more than a week. I'm a professor. I have this huge yeah. amount of time. So I went for five weeks. Wow. Uh, and I lived in Antigua.
3: Nice. Um,
2: which is like just. I mean. It's a little epcot It can yeah. be like a little bit like light uh, in terms of being another country, uh, sure. but it's still Antigua and it's this beautiful colonial space. And so yeah. I was supposed to take students this past spring break, so just a few weeks ago, but that got canceled for oh, COVID. Sorry, I was supposed to, to go by that. myself last year. And at this point, I'm just uh,
0: waiting for I, my passport expired, which I oh really... Oh. I just redid okay, I mine because we're really gearing up to... We're like I know it's going to happen We're I'm in shock something. that I let it yeah. do that. I didn't mean
2: to and it expired in January mm-hmm. and I realized it 8 weeks ago and so I'm waiting for it to come back and be renewed but okay. as soon as it gets back I'm booking a trip and I'm oh. going to spend the rest you can of the mine. Oh of.
1: my gosh, that's Yeah, that's so not a thing
2: awesome. that we should do. Yeah. will yeah, talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. That's no, it's awesome. a really it's it's a very it's a really special culture with regards to family yes. and and food. Holy crap. Yep. Uh just incredible food yep. and and the attempt to speaking Spanish is so welcomed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't go down any of the little calles, little streets, and not pass somebody that was waving to you and going, buenas, buenas. Like, everybody that we encountered was so kind. Yep. And welcoming and loving. And it's something that I think about literally every single day of my life, especially when I'm walking down the sidewalks in the States and seeing myself and other people avoiding eye contact at all times. It's like... Why are we not saying hello yep. to each other when we pass each other? That is literally what we're here for, is to connect. Yeah. And they get it. And I think that's part of their spirituality, too. I think that was another thing that I found to be really, really incredible. That has totally informed my spiritual path since oh. then.
2: And you would think, by the way, that they would not be very nice to Americans. Totally. that uh, Our desire for cheap bananas literally set off a civil war in Guatemala with wow. millions of people dead. Uh, wow. and so it's great that they say hi, given how much yeah. our pension for cheap produce screwed up their entire country. So yeah, it's a beautiful, it's, it's really, no, that's my home away from home.
1: That is so cool. I, there's few people that I can relate to about my affinity for that.
2: But country. I've spent zero time in Guatemala city. They really, mm. people said yeah. there, like, that's not where you're
3: going. Yeah.
1: And don't go there. And... I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there again. Yeah,
3: there you go. All right
1: yeah
2: music pretty amazing music in guatemala oh yeah yeah uh, okay so
0: well, the, you came back right, yeah so when, when did when did it when did it kind of kick back up because again you, you're i me? mean you talk about being done with school mm-hmm. and then now it's not that long of a time yeah so so when did yeah. w- when did this kind of pick back up where you're like not only do you want to start playing again but kind of <laughs> doing what you're doing now because oh, yeah. this isn't casual for you
1: no yeah no that's that's an awesome awesome segue i I was, playing, I was playing my guitar in my room that whole college experience, but it wasn't until after I graduated and I realized my basketball career was over and I wasn't going to be continuing playing overseas just for the travel and for the language exposure. That's when I was like, oh my gosh, who the hell am I? What am I supposed to do on earth? I don't have a purpose. I don't mm-hmm. have a passion. I don't even know who I am anymore. And that lack of clarity and the overwhelm of confusion that I felt during that last semester last couple months of that semester totally catalyzed this whole new journey for me which was traveling around the country and so June 1st right after my graduation I bought a bike and I cycled down the East Coast for two weeks with a friend I knew from high school and her two friends just to clear my head and figure out what to do next and it was on that first experience traveling that I found music from a songwriting standpoint, and I started actually expressing my feelings with my own words through song. Whereas before, everything I was doing was just covers in my room. But that cycling trip really, I started, I started to speak, and I started to use music as journal entries for me. And so that you
2: were like cycling summer. backpack, like this is how I'm traveling.
1: Well, I was. Yeah, backpacks on the side of, you know, yeah. like the panniers, but yeah, yeah, we lived everything that we were living on, we had on our bikes, wow. so that was a super stretching experience, but that that first step into making music that was my own was so transformative for me because again it was a new layer of healing. The guitar and singing already was something that felt like medicine, but now that I was using my own words to articulate things that I have not said for so long particularly regarding my sexuality and a bad breakup that I had just gone through. It was addicting. I just kept writing and writing and writing. And the more I traveled around the country, I just kept pulling the inspiration from the different people I was meeting and the different terrains I was hiking on and just tr- trying to articulate the the sadness and the bewilderment of being a fresh grad. Like, we don't talk about that very much, but it's really... Hard to graduate without having a plan.
0: You, uh, you alluded to that a little bit when you are talking about like the the last couple months moving and mm-hmm. uh, moving to when you're finally done with school oh, and yeah. realizing, wow, that thing I wanted to do that's not happening. Right. Everyone actually, well, most people I think do have that. Yeah. I was just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. in three months.
1: Right. I'm gonna it's, be on my own.
0: Someone is really yeah. going to expect me to do something during the day. Well, and some, you I'm know, it's be... it's like terrifying like like yeah. thoughts of just like I have no you almost start having regret. You're like what have I done for the last 4 years? I am <laughs> not ready for this. Yeah. I'm not ready to be an adult even though you're still just a kid. Yeah. It's a very weird feeling.
1: Yeah, my experience was different than a lot of my peers because my my whole final semester of college I was already working full time for this incredible company. But I just didn't feel alive in the work that I was doing. Mm -hmm. So I already had a job lined up. I was making great money. I had a beautiful partner. We had a condo. Like, check, check, check all the boxes of what I'm supposed to, quote, unquote, have to have a successful next chapter post-grad. And I felt completely empty inside. So I kind of just took everything that I had that wasn't aligning with me and threw it up in the air and was like, I have to forge my own path that's totally (coughs) different than than what I'm doing right now. And that's when traveling came in. I was like, I'm not going to figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life sitting at this desk from, from 6:30 in the morning until 4 PM. I have to do something else.
0: It's a good reset. Yeah. It's a good to, to, I mean, I mean, it if was there's huge. a better way to, to kind yeah. of, I don't want to say find yourself, but kind of like, you know, find out mm-hmm. which way you want to go. Cause you're not, if it was that easy, everybody would just be like, all right, man, I'm just going to go backpacking for a month and I'll figure it out. Right. It's more just kind of realizing you don't have it figured yep. out. Yep. There's and some surrender there. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think you have to. Right. And sometimes it takes people longer than that. Yeah. I mean, some Definitely. people will sit at that desk for four or five, they six, will. Seven, 10 years. They will. And then be like, my God, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And then sometimes they're like, it's too late. I can't go, back, I can't back out now. I have I this to worry yeah. about. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah, it, it really, definitely. really is. Cause there isn't really, if there was an answer, I would give it to everybody. That way no yeah. one would have that anxiety, well, but it, it just it, happens.
1: It felt like sitting at this desk, this desk and getting to that point of like, I'm in too far and I have no idea now what to do. That felt scarier than throwing everything up in the air and doing something totally different. Right. It felt like free falling off a cliff like i have no idea what i'm doing where i'm going i have this x amount of dollars in my bank account that i'm just going to blow and travel and try to figure out what city do i feel comfortable and seen in what profession makes me feel alive what kind of relationship makes me feel empowered and comfortable and what do i actually want my life to look like and that's when i that's like where the album was written was along that and
0: you said a place where you can be seen. It, yeah. it, to me, that's actually unique because I think for... Even still now, sometimes I don't really want to be seen. Most of the time, I think I don't want to. I kind of yeah. dig being ignored or, or left alone because yeah. I just don't think that I... A lot of times, especially when I was younger, just, I'm like, please, please, I don't want to be seen. I don't have anything to offer.
1: Yeah. I that's guess when kind I kind of say, a scary thing. Yeah. When I say seen, I mean more so on a spiritual level. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, I don't want to be in the spotlight at all um, I definitely learned that being a point guard. I like being the one that's always under the radar and sets other people up to be in the spotlight. So they pass
2: it to the other people. Thanks for walking me through that. (laughs) God,
0: you're (laughs) You're you're so good at athletics.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, like to be able to walk down the street holding hands with a woman and not be stared at. That's kind of what I was looking for, (laughs) you know.
0: Okay, so when you say seen, it's more just be yourself, be comfortable. There's an authenticity. Exactly. I'm not trying to
2: gayify everything but there's a pretty strong lgbtq thing there of just like yeah especially talking about how much you talked about being in the closet and yeah and so this
0: idea of it's it's i am living my truth (laughs) and in a way that feels authentic is big so in a way it's almost like not being seen like no one's looking at you because you're holding your girlfriend's hand yeah no one's just like oh yeah that's a couple
1: yeah that's a good way to put it Yeah. yeah that's what mr cleveland is all about that whole song on, on the first record. So is all yeah, about I want to. G-
0: so and you were talking about like you know when you were kind of traveling and when you were biking and hiking. You're I think you even worded it as you're kind of cataloging or right. almost journaling your trip, but you're doing it not an actual journal. You're actually writing songs about it. Right. So is that first kind of album? Is that is there an overall theme to it? <laughs> is it?
1: Uh, it's I call it my happy accident album okay. because even while I was writing it. I was, I had no intention, like, I did not know what I was doing. I okay. wasn't intentionally trying to write music. I just happened to have my guitar on my travels with me.
2: On your bike?
1: No, I only wrote... Oh, okay. Yeah, I was it's like, that question.
2: doesn't seem balance-wise. Yeah, obviously. no, it really definitely would not.
1: <laughs> that would not work. No, no, no. No. We're just
2: a really good cyclist. Yeah. yeah.
1: Our, our final destination on the cycling trip was this incredible place called the Hostel in the Forest in Georgia, and... Part of the community space was this honeycomb looking dome room that was filled with books and instruments. And when I first walked in there, when we got there, I saw a Martin guitar in the case sitting open and it li- I swear it literally was like, please pick me up yeah. and play me. Yeah. And that's where I wrote Honeycomb and that's where I wrote Mr. Cleveland. But my road trip, I went on a five week road trip okay. after that. So I had my guitar with me then. And that's when I just started writing more and more and more and more, but there was no intention behind any of it, which is why stylistically it's all over the place because I, I was not conscious of what I was doing. It was really just random pages in a diary coming out through song form. And it wasn't until COVID happened that I sat down and got bored because my, this video company I had started got shut down and I asked, well, how many songs have I written in the last 10 months? And then once I saw them on paper all laid out in front of me, I started piecing them together like, oh, this one kind of goes with that one and this one makes sense. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, my gosh, this is an album and it's a snapshot of that whole summer. So then I made it i recorded it.
0: Because you're right, like when I was listening, it is – and when I say, like you mentioned, like all over the place, and it's yeah. certainly not in a bad way. I I, I love a blend like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I like all different kinds, but yeah, there are different, and maybe yeah. it's subtle differences, but like you said, mm-hmm. when I listened to Mr. Cleveland, I immediately thought, it It started, I was like, that's kind of a country vibe. Sure. And then others are just more of a very more melodic, just kind of mm-hmm. indie. I'm, I'm not even sure there is a label to it. Yeah. You know, just an acoustic stripped down song.
3: Yeah.
0: Are there... When you go back and listen to that, is that something that you're... Are you hearing any of your influences in some of these? Or is it just the way that it comes out?
1: I was just the way that it came out. Yeah. I think if I went back and really tried picking them apart, I could totally find references of Stevie Nicks and other artists that I admire. But, again, it was such an unintentional process. It was so unconscious that I can only say that it was just what came out. Yeah. After the fact, once I found a team and found Tori, my producer. We kind of started being a little bit more intentional in the recording process to try to make things fit a little bit more together, but the songs were pretty much done when mm. we went into the studio. It was really just, hey, my guitarist, can you play a cool riff over this instrumental section? But everything else was done.
2: And, and c- can you talk about the the Red Road piece? Is that-
1: Oh, the Red Road. Yeah, the Red Road didn't show up for me until really, October of last year. So I released that first album in February of 2021, played 60-some shows all the way until the end of September, was so burnt out and was so disassociated from the music I had just been playing Mm -hmm. all summer that I was like, I don't even know who this person is anymore. I don't know what these songs are about anymore. Well, I know what they're about, but I don't know who I am now. I don't feel connected to these songs at all. So I really started deepening my spiritual practice and really got heavy into meditating and learning more about the shamanic practices of the Lakota Sioux, and that's where the Red Road comes in. The Red Road is essentially a guiding path for people to follow what the Lakota call are their seven virtues, which if I can remember them all, it's prayer, honesty, humility, compassion, respect, generosity, and wisdom. You Thank can will Check seven. you <laughs> out. Yeah. I'm really trying like these seven principles truly are the guide to my life. If I can be humble, if I can be honest, if I can be generous, if I can be compassionate, respectful. And what is the other one? Prayer. Prayer. And prayerful, like I'm going to live a, a good example in my life. So that expression and that concept of following this red road, I because it's my life mission, it naturally translates into the music that I make. So this next record that I'm working on, definitely you'll hear a lot more of an an indigenous inspired sound because I'm just so in love with Native American culture, all different. I'm I'm just trying so hard to learn about each individual band and what their cultural beliefs are and practices are.
0: I'm really glad you said that Uh, just because... So and Ken you haven't had a chance to listen to cuz you were we, you, you and I were actually talking just about you know like arrival time and all that kind of stuff sure. and I mentioned like I'm really excited you know I've been listening and yeah. talking to some of them and I th- and then you are like you I you almost you actually said it you're like that that album's funny to me which yeah. cuz and it's stuck in my head it's like funny well, that's yeah, weird and then funny. you just said it kind of like a happy, <laughs> it's accident. a happy accident. and then you're like but this stuff that I'm working on I think it's and it's you're just like I think that it's a better I don't remember exactly what you said. It's it's like a... It's a, maybe a better representation. You were just really excited about it, the yeah. way that you were wording it. And yeah. then you sent me this 35-ish minute YouTube, basically mm-hmm. live performance of it. I want you to kind of set it all up, but you said kind of like, almost like tribal. And there is... a And a lot of it, obviously, is the visual, because I could see what was going on, too. Mm-hmm. But there was... A, it's very, very... I think it's very different. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Oh, but thanks. I do want to really kind of expand on and talk about kind of like what I what I heard, but I want you to kind of set this up as far as, because there's a great story behind this.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks for that, I appreciate that. I'm really excited about this record and any chance I get to talk about it is so fun for me.
0: It's, yeah.
1: Yeah, so in October of 2020, my brother got married and at the rehearsal dinner, we were all kind of sitting around, this was post, well actually, I'm sorry, it was pre the, the record coming out. So we were in the process of recording it still and my uncle was asking me what, what does it sound like? What's, what genre would you categorize it in? And I said, I don't know, somewhere between indie folk, folk pop, some stuff sounds kind of country, but there's definitely like, there's definitely some folk roots embedded throughout all of them. And my dad goes, oh, my gosh, hold on one second. I have something for you. So he runs out of the room, comes back with this dusty old leather cowboy hat and puts it on my head and goes, this is perfect for you. And my papa goes, hey, that's Nino's hat. I'm like, who the hell is Nino? And he goes, you don't know who Nino is? I go, no, I don't know who Nino is. He goes, stay right there. I'll be right back. So then he leaves, comes back 15 minutes later with this little booklet in his hand that I didn't even get to see the cover of it yet. And he grabs me by my arm and he drags me into my parents' room and he says, I got to read you these. So he sits me down and he starts reading this poem called True Friends. True Friends that was a poem that he wrote about his friend Nino who he used to ski with back from like 1977 until early 2000s so i asked him what what is this poem and he said i wrote this book of poetry back in 1996 i said what you write poetry he goes no i don't write poetry anymore i guess i was inspired then and i wrote this whole book that year who are you i was like what the hell he's like yeah i have i've painted a couple canvases too and i did sculpture work i'm like okay what i didn't know any of this about you and so after sitting for about a half an hour and him just reading me poem after poem after poem i had this incredible out-of-body experience where i just realized oh my gosh this man who i felt so different from my whole life is so similar Mm. to me he reveres native american culture he reveres Poetry, Poetry. He, he reveres art and he expresses himself through writing, which is what I do or what I'm learning that I do. And so after this time we spent together, he left the room and I sat there with this book by myself with this old cowboy hat on my head. And when I flipped back to the preface of the book and read the words, I've never made any serious attempt at any written works of any consequence. This attempt, I am sure, will have no literary impact on the world. I... <gasps> gasped and started sobbing. And it was like this wave of chills came over my body and realizing that this had to be my next record. I had to turn a, a series of these poems into songs as an album form wow. to to honor him as a tribute. And so in March, we did our first chapter of this album release at Lecco, which is the video that you saw. Yes. Um, so my two teammates, Elijah Bisbee and Autumn Traub, The three of us got together in January and started writing the first chapter, the first four songs, and such a whirlwind experience, but I told them right away, I'm on this spiritual journey, I'm finding myself really connected to the Lakota Sioux and the Shamanic Principles, and I really want to start incorporating that into my music, it just feels right. And they jumped right on board, and we wrote the first four songs and those, you know, really really it was like a month and a half. Wow. And then perform that set. And
3: where was there, the set at?
1: Lecco Coffee in Ohio City, amazing coffee shop. You should totally go.
0: <laughs> you and and uh, I'll I'll send it to. You. Is it okay if he sees Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Why you, I not you even just picturing where that is?
1: It's brand new. So okay. Yeah, it's, it's right on West Twenty. Well, it's on Detroit, but it's like West Twenty Fifth in Detroit, right by Good. the quarter apartment buildings,
0: oh, nice. yeah. like where the beauty shop used to be.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah.
0: I got you. Yeah. This uh, this video is uh, it's. It's quietly intense.
3: Yeah.
0: It, it's. I don't know any other way to, to put it. That's like, an album cover quote right there. By the yeah. <laughs> so what I mean by that quietly was intense. because creepy
2: <laughs> basement guy.
0: Yeah. My name is fucking Joe. You know <laughs> Joe. Them. Joe. Sorry. Yes, yes. Joe. Joe. Yeah. But it's the reason I say that is because it, and again when you see the video I, I well you probably won't know because you laughed at what I said but. <laughs> It was it, the way that it was set up, and I want you to talk about kind mm-hmm. of like what you actually did because this wasn't a normal yeah. musical set. It, it, it wasn't, but it, it was done in a way where I feel like if anyone talked, everyone would turn around and say "shut up," mm. because it was, <laughs> That's it, was v- it was it was a big deal. Yeah. It was it was it was it was almost just like the way it was, and not be, and even if it was someone who didn't know you. I think they turned around like mm. "shut up," we're clearly not supposed to talk right now, <laughs> just because of the way. But please explain the entire set please
1: yeah that's a really fascinating observation that you made that that was I didn't know what was going to happen that was never my intention for people to ever feel that way I obviously don't want people to feel that way but it definitely felt that way where people just wanted to be silent and wanted to listen which was so incredible as a as a performer, you know I spent the whole summer last year playing at restaurants and bars where people really aren't listening. And that's great for covers and stuff, but when I'm sharing my soul and, and sharing something so close to my family, to have their attention for that you know, 30, 40, 40 minutes was super just humbling for me. I, I take that very much to heart and was very thankful for that um, because my papa has a lot of really good things to say And to be able to sing his words for an audience who was respectful enough to really listen and take it in. I can't really ask for anything more as a performer that is, that is gold for me. Um, but yeah, I said a second ago that when COVID happened, my video company shut down and then I was bored and I started looking at the songs I wrote. I am a filmmaker. I'm not, I'm not a filmmaker. I, I make videos. it's been kind of the other half of my creative profession and my livelihood. And I've kind of kept them separate up until that show where I, Video World lived over here and Music World lived over here. And I just felt like it was a great opportunity to merge those two worlds of mine because I love them both so much. And so I, had, I actually had interviewed my papa the day after my brother's wedding and had him read each of the poems miked up on tape. And I remembered that I filmed that and decided to use that in the show as intermittent segments in between each song. So the audience got a chance to watch my papa and hear my papa read the poems, the poem before I would sing the song. So they got to hear how the lyrics changed, They got to hear I
3: don't
1: know. his perspective of it. Um, and it kind of, I wanted people to feel like they were inside of a gallery watching a movie with live music.
0: It was an experience. Yeah, that's I wanted it to it be it immersive. No, yeah. that that's exactly that. That is what it was. Yeah. It's like you're watching a, you're watching a movie, and mm-hmm. a musical act almost just spliced together. Yeah, like you'd stop the movie, hear the yeah. song, yeah. and then you start the movie again, hear another song. Right, and, and th- that's how it was.
1: Yeah, and before the show actually started, we had doors an hour before the set was supposed to begin because I made these. I wanted everybody to have their own Poems from Willow Creek poetry book just like I have. My papa gave me the one that he was reading to me that night. And I just felt that that was such an important and moving experience for me that I wanted to gift that back to anybody who came. So I made this little booklet for all of the people that bought tickets that served as a guide around the space. So while my papa was in Florida, I went up to his house and found a bunch of old photographs and turned them into prints and hung them all over the walls with captions to them. and the poetry book that each person got correlated to The prints on the Walls, so I kind of invited people before the show began to familiarize themselves with who my papa is, what he stood for, what our family was like, and that was really special because my relatives were also at this event. Right. And so they got to see their childhood pictures and stuff like that. Bye,
0: yeah. Roscoe. Every Rosco. episode. <laughs> Every episode. I'm so sorry. He just can't decide sometimes. He, <laughs> he is quietly intense. Yeah. 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 And he, yes, he's... <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. So that was special because... My aunts and uncles and stuff got to see their own childhood pictures on the Amazing. walls and some of them. And it was just this really cool bonding experience as a family.
0: And I think that's, again, that's, again, for somebody that either, that, that didn't even know you, I think they would be like, this is, again, it's just, it's a different, I've not seen something like that. Yeah. Um, especially at, like, a small venue. I mean, it's clear yeah. a lot of time and effort went into that. Yeah. And at the same time, it didn't seem like, it just seemed like just, yeah, that's supposed to happen. Yeah. I think that's why it looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know any of the names of the songs because I watched the video. Sure. But I did have a couple questions. One, I think I want to say it was the third or the fourth song. Okay. And it was right after your father had uh, read something, and I think it was it has I think it might be the the the, the Nino one because um, he mentioned the cowboy yeah. and True Grit. A couple. He said yes. True Grit. I was like, I love that movie. Cause yeah. I Started going into that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yes. But.
0: At the end of the re or what I thought was the end of the poem. I don't think it was. I think it sounded like he added something at the end of it that wasn't in the poem about never forgetting your friends. And it it yeah. seemed like it he got yeah. a little choked up about it too.
1: Yeah. So was that
0: did. not part of it? And he
1: Yeah, no, that particular segment of the video is not part of the poem. He yeah. just some of the some of the the poems that he read on tape, he added his own little thing at the beginning or the end, either giving context for the poem or a sentiment like that yeah yeah true grit is about his dear friend Virgil who happened to be Nino's uncle okay so the three of them were all like just best buds and they all went skiing together all over the country in their prime and true grit is all about Virgil just being the toughest cowboy he ever knew and just being one of his best best friends and my papa He's a very emotional man, which is incredible. It's something we have always poked fun at him for. But in this regard, hearing him get choked up about talking about one of his buddies from his life was really special.
0: Well, it, yeah, <laughs> because of yeah. the way he said it. I mean, and it, it was almost i think that's what made it kind of that that's what i think in the entire clip that's what stood out to me Mm -hmm. because then i kind of started i kind of went a rabbit hole of just thinking about it because it's wow i mean he got super emotional Mm -hmm. about something that he wrote it's not like he it's not like he was surprised by it he knew what was coming but it kind of like took him back to that place Mm -hmm. started thinking about that person Mm -hmm. and then yeah when you start knowing somebody for 20 30 whatever that might be I mean that yeah. th- that's that's something I mean even to say that you've known somebody for twenty right. or thirty years is crazy,
3: right
0: you know, and it's yeah, I, I think that added to it that it, yeah. not that not intentionally added to it, yeah. which is even better
2: we're on yeah. we're on month six.
0: what's up? We're on month six of knowing each other yeah. I know <laughs> it feels we're like well 20, on our way so feels like know. twenty years <laughs> <laughs> <That's> just tonight. <laughs>
2: I want a song. I want a song. I'm sorry, so I didn't get you sad. anything for
0: our anniversary, but yeah, it's let's okay. do a song. Yes, you did.
2: You got me the gift of music.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. it's my. To be fair, I have to give her some of the credit. Okay. Well, <laughs> sure. So So, uh, would you mind playing a song?
1: Yeah, no problem. I'm One so second.
0: Exciting. Okay, go for it.
1: Yeah. So this song is actually from the second chapter of this album release, which won't be until June 17th, and the record itself won't come out until November 11th, but. I just really love it and i've been practicing it a lot leading up to this show so this song's called and how we did run mm-hmm. I'm not terrified to play a song in front of other people. No, but
2: that's, if you're that, supposed yeah. to, I thought you're supposed to be. That means like you're, you're excited to do it.
1: Yeah. It means so much to me. It's like, I can't, you help don't want to be
2: complacent or like, yeah. Oh God, another basement. You know, that's uh. <laughs> awesome. Uh, another basement.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: That's um, okay.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: That was no, amazing. Of course. Uh, thank you for doing that. Yeah. You know, especially it just, I don't know, that's seeing live music, whether it's at a live venue or in my creepy basement (laughs) it's It's just just it's just it's always different yeah you know it's always different than hearing it and that's yeah especially ones especially after talking to you for you know north of an hour about you know your life family Mm -hmm. friends you know the things that you've overcome are overcoming how you got here where you're going that that it's it just hits different and then hearing something like that Mm. so that was really impressive
1: thanks sure it seems like the more intimate Opportunities playing music for people scare me more than being on stage with like 200 people. Oh my people gosh! There. Yeah, of of like, I
0: can totally see that. So yeah.
1: it's so you'd think it would be the opposite, but it's not.
2: <laughs> now, no, I, the, well, I, I mean, there's going to be a whole question and answer period now about what you just did. <laughs> I feel that there was perhaps uh, during that song a wolf interlude, and there's a wolf on your arm.
1: Yes, there is a wolf on my arm, yeah, the, are you talking about the yes, yeah um that's something that I've just started discovering my voice is doing that feels really good singing. It sounds kind of like a a flute to me like a bamboo flute or something like that, um but I can definitely see it being the sound of an a sound of a wolf um. Yeah, this tattoo, when I was a junior in college and I started exploring my spirituality a little bit more, I started meditating for the first time. And I kid you not, (laughs) my first meditation I ever did, I was floating above my college house, looking down like from 100 feet up and saw a wolf. They were all like this super ethereal, whitish, bluish, translucent color. And in the driveway, there was a wolf sitting kind of on guard that was a little bit bigger than life size. In the back of the house was a hawk far bigger than the house, wrapping its wings around the house. And then in the front was a blue heron, bigger than them all, standing with its arms, its wings kind of outstretched, almost creating a force field in the front of the house. And I was floating above it all, looking down at it like, what the
2: fuck is this
1: experience? (laughs) And Those
2: are Jesuits for you. Yeah. I had
1: no idea. Well, this was like totally, totally on my own in, in the very private of my bedroom as I'm just starting to figure out Amazing. what my spiritual journey looks mm-hmm. like. And, um, yeah, I realized over time I kept meditating after that on my own. And these animals kept coming back and kept coming back. And I started to realize that this is my spirit's true interpretation of the Trinity. So Ooh. the wolf to me felt like Jesus in a way, some kind of protective force. The hawk was more of the Holy Spirit, this ethereal wind, this wisdom. And the blue heron was just like the all-knowing, you know, the the, the great blue heron. Like,
2: is, there, is there a heron there? Yes, the is there, heron oh, is there's... on the back. There it is. Yeah.
1: I don't have the hawk yet, but it's next okay. on the sleeve. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so that's what the wolf was about.
0: There's a lot of other uh, it's it, that's drawing those together especially and then it, that that's it's impressive and cool and almost kind of ties everything together that we've kind of talked about as, mm-hmm. as as we're I mean even though obviously we don't know you well but in the hour yeah. and a half I mean just that almost kind of tied every, a lot of things together that we mm-hmm. talked about especially when you think yeah. about trinities trinities are actually they are really common in a lot of different cultures mm-hmm. religions yeah. like obviously in Christianity like in, sure. in different like. Gaelic and Celtic is yeah. huge yeah. you know it, it. but then being able to kind of draw those parallels to kind of like what you're seeing and then yeah. translate that into yeah. into you know art songs whatever mm-hmm. is
1: yeah it, it makes, off- makes
0: it more imp- more important to you
1: right it started off that way as an interpretation of the trinity that was like fresh out of deconstructing but now several years from now it's like oh those are just my spirit guides they're my animal guides <laughs> oh
2: my so okay so you have Chapter two's coming on June sixteenth, June 17th.
1: 17th. Yep, yeah, it's on the rooftop at the Shoreway Building, which is gonna I be so fun. Love you it totally there. Come.
2: I went to one party there, and I still talk about it all the time. Nice. Wait, I Ju- think it's July seventeenth, June, June seventeenth. Yeah, to, just two. Just about two weeks from
1: now. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's a Friday. Yeah. yeah. And then the whole thing on November.
1: Um. So. Second chapter is June 17th, third chapter will be at the Happy Healing Festival, which is this music festival I started last year. So I'm just, to save myself from having to plan another show, I'm just going to use the Happy Healing Festival as the final chapter of the album release.
2: And where is that at?
1: My parents' house. Love it. In Chardon. <laughs> in Chardon,
2: yeah, because uh, where else were yeah. they? Okay, yeah. now we have to go
0: because you've never been to Chardonnay. No, you don't think I it's have.
2: Real. Remember, I met up with the the Notre right. Dame Nun sorry. before we carpooled together. I'm totally to to very, very,
0: very sorry. That's a
2: real thing. Didn't mean yeah. to bring that up. <laughs> the lineup for
1: this year for the Happy Healing Festival is outstanding. I'm okay. so thankful for the artists that decided to jump on board this year, especially the headlining act. They are. Who are they? Incredible! I can't say. Okay, just kidding. June thirtieth. Pearl Jam. I'm going June thirtieth. I'm gonna announce the lineup.
2: Is it, I will only ask one question. Is it Wilson Phillips?
1: It is not Wilson okay. Phillips. I mean but I'm that still open to it. So well, I'm sure people would still
2: go. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would totally go. Yeah, you know, I'll put her on the list for future future festival. Now, you you <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, you have a producer who keeps you on track. Is um, that part of it? No. My no. producer
1: is my partner, and that's kind of how we met and fell in love. And oh. no, she does not keep me on track <laughs> okay. at all.
2: But when um, you were looking for a producer, you thought to yourself, okay, it has to be someone who only does monochromatic clothing. <laughs> um, yes. yes, yeah. It's actually really to be. important. I do. It's I think that's weird. like a producer deal breaker yeah it really
1: is yeah find me
2: a producer who wears more than one color and (laughs) i will show you an act that went
0: nowhere yeah yeah it's like not listening to music when you work out right that's how crazy wait a second so so we have established perhaps
2: that there is a romantic relationship with someone that you also work with Yes. How do we navigate that? Cuz some people have very not done carefully. that well. very, very carefully. Very
1: carefully. Yeah. No, we have a really great. We we our friendship is the foundation of our relationship, Yay. which is awesome. We became friends through my aunt. I guess she was my cousin's childhood best friend growing up and they were all at an orange theory class together, I guess, and As my you aunt. Do. Yeah. My aunt was like, "You should reach out to my niece. She's a filmmaker. Maybe she could help you with your music." So, Tori emailed me through my website. And said hello. I'm Tori, and I'm looking what for what up, stalker fan girl. <laughs>
2: yeah, right? Oh, we should also mention Tori's been here the whole time. Yes, yeah, I know here that that is time. conveyed on radio. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I would have kept it on. I did. That's and so also funny. like multiple times you're laughing and then you're not audibly laughing. Yeah. I'm like, it's oh, fine. It's you're amazing. To it's okay.
2: Okay, yeah. so sorry. You were saying stalker fan girl. Yes. Wrote you on your yes. website. Yes, I got yeah. this
1: super creepy email. No. I got this email from her saying she wanted some help with some behind-the-scenes video, and I nothing ever line. came from it, because yeah. she never followed up, and not, neither did I. Um, but ah, then the she put me... The game is
2: afoot.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> <And then laughs> She randomly... We might want to try a new <laughs> method, yes. <laughs> this email sparring yeah. is getting you to nowhere.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Balls de- in her court. Yeah. I have neither <laughs> a video nor a date.
0: We should try something else. You just get oh done, set, you hit send, and you're like... Pfft. She's got no idea what to do now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I'm wearing too many colors, so I'm
2: gonna drop down I'm gonna to one. Drop down yeah. To one. <laughs> okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, so that went nowhere.
1: Yeah, so that went nowhere. <laughs> and then about two months after that, she randomly put me in a WhatsApp WhatsApp group message for a meditation challenge with a bunch of people I didn't know. And I was like, cool.
0: I like meditating. Dude, you got moves I don't know about.
3: (laughs) Well,
1: she had a partner at the time. Like we weren't. It was so platonic. It was so platonic. Like completely, their relationship ended up just fizzling out by the end. And I asked her if she would produce my record. And through that process, we realized, oh, we actually like kind of have a crush, have a crush on each other.
2: We're not the same. Just want to
0: establish that right now because I. Oh my God! When I was dating, 20 uh, minutes. And I'm like fine, forget it. I didn't like you anyway. <laughs> I'm more. I certainly thinking, couldn't put in the seven to nine months.
2: I don't know. Well, I'll, no. this sounded like a long time. <laughs> there yeah. are relationships in my life that I would end immediately, immediately. Like friends I've had my whole life who I care deeply about, who I would cut out of my life immediately if they put me in a meditation group text. <laughs> like I would cut them out. I'd be like, you know what? We had a good run.
3: Right. Meanwhile, um, I'm like, but sweet. WhatsApp?
2: No, I'm out. I would read, like, so, I'd yeah. read
0: so much into it. I'm like, you need to meditate. Fuck you. Yeah. No, I, was like,
1: I was like, I don't know who these people are, I'm but raged. this sounds
4: cool.
0: <laughs> I'm so fucking centered. Fuck you. And like that's in, I am like there. Meditate loser.
4: Yeah. Wear yeah, some well, colors
0: and namaste, bitch. Yeah. Go
2: ahead, lucky yeah.
4: that
1: we did because lucky she put me in it, because by the end of the, it was a 21 day challenge. And by the end of the 21 days, I was the only one who was still doing it. So we just were starting to go back and forth. Just the two of us sharing our reflection. Was there anyone else
2: even in it at the beginning, or was it you <laughs> and Tori the they're whole fake. time? Yeah, they were all fake. Tori had five avatars. So and like, Oh, they keep her dropping her, out. Like, yeah. It was
3: like all no of them. No one family. just committed as you
2: and I. <laughs> Maybe we get coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Because WhatsApp, that's, well, that's legit. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so after uh, so, that, we kind of just became pals. And
3: I, I, was da- I was
1: riding my bike down to Edgewater Beach that summer because it was COVID and nothing was happening. And I didn't have any work. So. I just kept inviting her to come down and play music with me, her and her partner at the time. And all three of us became great friends. Their relationship, unfortunately, didn't work out. Um, but it gave us, I mean, unfortunately, but like, I mean, it, it gave, it very, gave, wow. it gave I, us a chance to I to was connect. really
0: rooting for them. I thought they were a great couple.
1: <laughs> I did. I loved, yeah. Yeah.
0: So now I'm stuck.
1: Yeah, now I'm stuck with
2: Tori. I'm
0: so yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> like I'm there all right. Layers <laughs> upon layers. Like, now I need a WhatsApp meditation group just to
2: navigate through so, what just happened. So
0: just so I understand, so the, yeah. the meditation was the 21-day challenge? You had to meditate yeah. for 21 days? Yep. All right. Yep. Yeah, How many days would you get through? Every day. I think meditation is just sleeping.
1: <laughs> it surely can be. I'm, I'm can I'm,
0: be. I'm, I'm pff, years. I've been doing this forever. I'm yeah. actually quite good at it.
1: Yeah. Well, that's Sometimes
0: I'll meditate for seven to nine hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, wow, he must be really peaceful.
0: <laughs> no. 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 Things no. are really cool. No, it hasn't apart taken yet, but yeah, yeah, he's really engaged in
2: the practice.
1: Oh, that's so good. That's awesome. That's so good.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right, I'm happy and then, for both of you just because. Uh, yes. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not, not too much really sure. The third it's just, person, it's just yeah. yeah.
1: We have a really, our really, our the friendship that we established first is truly the backbone of our relationship. Like we both know that no matter what happens with our relationship, because we both have a similar career path and interest and. That can just be challenging in general, especially she's releasing her second record this year. Tori. And she's planning Why on... are you not us I know, us I know, things. I know. She's crazy. Right. Just do she's back-to-back crazy.
0: episodes, you get to just switch, and this will...
1: <laughs> I know, you really should talk to her next, because she is such an interesting person. But because we know that we have similar interests in life and similar tracks, we both recognize that that could take our paths any which direction. So. Sure. Keeping the friendship at the forefront of our relationship is really important to us because that will stay no yes. matter what.
0: It's important for longevity, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it is. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been married five years, and but my wife and I have been together 15. Wow. So, I mean... You know, like, I, yeah. I, I do have those friends that will sometimes be like, no, it's a guy's night. I'm like, that's not a thing anymore. You need to grow up. Right. Like, my, my wife is who I do everything. Like, I do, sure. like, we actually sold one of our cars because we're like, we do everything together. We don't even need that other sure. car. Sure, Like, where is there a time where I'm ever going to go somewhere without you? Where are you ever going to go without me? Right. We're friends. And then, but yeah. well, obviously, we're a, a couple. But that's, it's very, very important. You're going to end up yeah. doing a lot together. She's yeah. one of my favorite people, by the way. Carissa? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she. Every I'm time I'm just. Every time she's like, her. "Is Brian coming?" I'm like, "No." She goes, "Is it Ken?" I'm like, "Yeah."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like totally want to invite her into this uh, group chat that I'm starting. Um,
0: Is for- it meditation? She'll probably, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'll probably do it. Yeah, yeah, she'll probably do it. Yeah, I'm excited.
2: Ah, yeah. oh, you have so many exciting things coming up. Yeah, this year's been insane, and if
1: the record and the, sh- the chapter shows and the Happy Healing Festival wasn't enough, Tori and I are actually going to West Virginia tomorrow to buy a bus, a short bus.
0: I wanted to ask you about that because I saw yeah. pictures about it. So, yeah. it. so that happened.
1: Yeah, it's happening. We're going tomorrow to buy it and I'm driving it back to my parents' house, and they agreed that I could park it back on the basketball court in the backyard so they don't have to see it every time they pull down the driveway.
0: Oh, my God. And I'm going go to be renovating Well, your parents' house.
1: Yeah, you like, should guys should really come to the Happy Healing Festival. It's a really good, really good vibe. Uh,
2: that What's but. the rain plan for June 17th? It oh, there's
1: no plan. Yeah, It yeah, doesn't rain in rain.
2: Chardon. You didn't know that? No, this is on the roof of the Shoreway building. Yeah. Oh, it rains there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: there's no plan because it's not going to rain.
2: Right. Um. Also, okay, I'm just going to leave that one there. Okay. That's okay.
1: Yeah. Cool. I know. I wish there was a plan, but...
2: Wait, have you been up there? There's no plan. Have you... No, never. Oh. Um. The... Ohio City Hostel, what is it called? The Cleveland Hostel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do events up nice. there. Um,
3: oh, it's, it's right. where
2: Bounce used to be. Yeah, it's it's that. I forgot the hostel. Those stuff up there. Yeah, I forgot so, Cleveland had a hostel. Yeah, it's i uh, dumb... uh, I'm doing some air quotes on that one. That's a strong word, for I mean it is. I guess I was... we're not. Hostel I is my apartment building. Hostel
0: is truly a Guatemalan host- hostel, so
3: sure. this is not that doesn't that.
0: count. That, that's, yeah. If you know, you're going to compare it's the two the other other way around, but <laughs> no, no, I know what you're saying, but you you can't really compare the two. I mean, it's it's not fair, but yeah, it is like an apartment building. You because you're saying Ohio City is more like
2: like Costa Rica, super. Yeah, yeah. I right.
0: right. All right. Well, that's oh
2: god, yeah. it's such a great space.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for it. I think I don't know. There's been a few times when I've been rehearsing when when I'm not nervous and I'm just totally in the flow that the fir- when I first started writing the opening song Our Old Swing which is the title of this show When my eyes were closed and I started playing the first few notes I just felt like I saw the whole thing mm-hmm. happen in front of me in my mind I guess and it was a beautiful evening so I'm just holding on to that it's going to be, it's, awesome. it's be a great sunset and I'll, I'll be surprised if there's a cloud in the sky no
2: no that's been pre- pre-established yeah. Yes, yeah it's not going to rain yeah, it's
0: yep. it's called delegation
2: Tory. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> actually does dope.
0: that actually for this show that does fall in your in your domain. Hey, yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's not fuck that up. Mistress of weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love weather it. Weather technician. I would update <laughs> that LinkedIn now. now. Yeah.
2: Yes, we will now. recommend you after So June what September.
0: uh what you, where where do you want to like what do you see you mm. seem like someone that plans and know what they want and almost at the same time isn't planning and just not doesn't know what you want, but it really depends on the day that I ask you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what do you think? What do you see the next year? Do you not even really care about what the next five years you just like, I just want to get through to this next show. And then after that show, I want to like, are you more just one step at a time Mm or are you a longevity planner? And again, is it depending on the day that I ask you?
1: Yeah, I, that's a good question. I definitely am constantly trying to find the balance between both. I think, Mm -hmm. Present living and forward living are both essential for realizing your dreams. I think if I was just so go with the wind and taking things like just as they come, I would probably be lost a lot more. But I also think planning too rigidly for the future can just set you up for disappointment and frustration. So I think for this year, I mean, these next two weeks, I'm just focusing on locking in a tight show up on the shoreway. And then after that, I know the next month and a half two months are going to be writing the last chapter rehearsing it and a crazy amount of prep with getting the happy healing festival going right after that her record's coming out so i'm sure i will be hustling and bustling on her behalf and then really the rest of the year this year is going to be getting that bus renovated and hopefully mapping out a living room or backyard tour for next year. I really want to spend next year traveling around the U.S. and kind of growing the music audience in a wholesome and intimate grassroots yeah
2: i'm gonna set you up with a gig in vermont that you're gonna love because vermont you're gonna be so big in vermont i've always i've heard that from so (laughs) many people so big in vermont i lived there for six years he's trying to take her by the way by the way this is where i have to like (laughs) i I wear too much color um (laughs) this is where i have to correct what i've already said and now i'm realizing you're saying the shoreway building yeah i always keep thinking the knitting building which is where um bounce was the shoreway building that sunset's going to be insane. Yeah, it's you know right behind where the Shoreway Building. Is. Yes, I, I, do. I was sorry. I was thinking. Uh, I was the still knitting talking building, about the Shoreway which,
0: Building. It's a good
2: thing we cleared that up. Yeah, yeah If you yeah. went to that show, what have sucked for you. Uh, well, the knitting <laughs> building is the knitting building is still lovely, but yeah. that Shoreway Building. I mean, yeah, that's right. I live right there.
1: Oh, right up. Uh, yeah,
2: and so that's you
1: get to look oof. over the whole lake.
2: That is going to be a
0: sunset and the skyline. Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: Yeah, really looking forward to that.
0: Have you? Probably the most important question. Have you named the bus?
1: Oh, no, not yet. I have to actually uh, okay. drive Let's it. Let's just... Her? Drive her it? Her. I don't, I'm not sure. I feel like it's always a her.
2: Yes. That's a ch-
0: but yeah, think, yeah, it will
1: definitely have a name once I... I think it will come once the renovations are done. Okay. Because then it will actually feel like home, and then I'll know what to call it. But yeah, I'm that's my hope for next year. After After next year, I haven't a clue what I'm doing. We talk about... Parking the bus on a plot mm-hmm. of land, turning it into an Airbnb and buying a one way to Europe and tr- trying to do something similar over there. We both have a fascination with European culture. I know I want to learn French and German. So to just get over there and kind of figure it out once I get over there, that, that feels good. But I could also see going back to Guatemala and spending some time really deepening my spirituality and finding an even deeper expression in my music with the Mayan people. So, we'll see. Oh,
2: you're going to love Vermont. I'm so <laughs> excited for the Vermont gig. It's I already I know where it's going to be. It's got Guatemala influences. Just it's, to be oh, clear, so I pumped. was listening. <laughs> no, I totally heard all of that. No, but like, also, so before cool. that is the Brattleboro Vermont gig, and it's going to be big. That oh. would
1: be so cool. I hopefully... If I could have the bus even remotely walkable, like, t- for people to walk through it, I want to have a little booklet in there for people to just write me some travel tips, some yeah. places to play, some what? family friends that you have. How
0: big? I couldn't tell, like, how big it was, how big the, the bus, bus was. Yeah.
1: It's like a five-window short schoolie, so... It's That's a good size. about 20, 20 feet long, I would huh. say. It really felt like driving a big truck. Yeah. Like, it didn't oh, feel yeah, like yeah, driving a yeah. bus at all, which is amazing because I'm very tiny, and I don't know how I would have driven an actual bus.
0: Yeah. Ah, so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Well, where can everybody find your stuff?
1: My Instagram is where I post pretty much everything regarding my music journey, and that's Pure underscore Karin, which is P U R E underscore K A H R I N.
0: Car in the Garage.
1: Car in the Garage. And then my website, of course, KarinMusicoFicial.com, has everything from show dates to passion projects I'm working on to updates for the Happy Healing Festival and stuff like that. So,
0: well, everyone, please go check or out. In I, I, I've, I've find me Lakewood. <laughs> What's
1: that? I said, or you could just find me in Lakewood. I like meeting people. Okay, yep. she's
0: currently in Lakewood. Yep, like this second, we're in Lakewood. <laughs> so if you're just outside my house, I you'll find like her. you appear at the root a lot.
1: <laughs> I'm always there. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Have you seen uh, me at the root? I think I have seen you at the oh, root. Oh, that's so funny. I was there <laughs> yesterday.
0: I love that place. I love it. I, that place has I think the best
2: breakfast sandwich in the city. Without it question. We a might not action. even be talking about the same one and They're all good, but I have one specifically. So I think
0: it's the best one in the city. Yeah. I just don't like the drinks oh see the they, they give a, you water without ice what is wrong with them they make see
1: i love my water without ice it's actually a lyric in one of my songs on the first album so
0: didn't you she said that. that
1: right
2: after goldenrod i heard it <laughs>
0: <laughs> i had the longest argument with someone recently about the ice thing because no, my wife funny. was saying this is like room temperature i'm like that's no, nuts
1: no i love that i like i ice got cold. the thing
0: once that what is the
2: is it yerba is that what it's called the thing where that you go through a special straw yes. so that you don't Mate, drink the yeah. dirt—that was not good. I did not like that. That's
1: definitely a cultural thing. If you don't, yeah, that's yeah. a hit or miss for some people. Because I'm a
2: tea—I'm a tea drinker, and nice. so if I—I'm telling you, if I could mm-hmm. take the tea from Gypsy Bean and the food from the root, I would be the happiest person.
1: Okay, but they make the best Mayan latte in Cleveland, which is the only thing I get from there.
2: That sounds—they do have right? don't, a, so a couple of people that are in my Venezuelan. What? I know. In Guatemala, it was a thing. <laughs> that's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What did you say? I I I got into a conversation. Are, are some of the the people there. I, I thought a couple of them were Venezuelan or are they yeah. Guatemalan? No,
1: no, Venezuelan. I think. Because I yeah. Or I just one day I had a, I'm
0: just I was waiting for my food you, and I ended up talking to good. two of them. I'm like wow two Venezuelans. That that's Yeah. It's just yeah. I, I do love, love that it. place. I love, I love walking in and lot. hearing
1: them speaking Spanish to each other because yes. I don't get to practice the language because I don't have any Spanish speaking friends We're into other this. than one. Yeah. And so every time I go in there and I hear them talking in Spanish, I'm like, "Oh, I'm home."
0: <laughs> I yeah. do too. I'm just but the whole time I'm just waiting for them to hear. I'm I'm hearing I'm listening for certain words because I'm sure they're talking about me. <laughs> I'm just listening for estupido. <laughs> I'm listening for Shut Jose. That's a dead giveaway, but I don't know how they would know my name.
1: (laughs) Maybe they listen to your podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a really good place to end it. Yeah, they
2: probably do. (laughs) Huge
3: fans.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. This podcast is so
2: big at the root. Yeah. (laughs) what we're root enthusiasts i'll I ask them if they want to no, be sponsors. I that's i am there when the doors open that's when i do my writing nice so oh, i'm that's there awesome. at like there's 7 or 8 a.m depending on the day right mm. on yeah, yeah i was there yesterday
1: at nine and it was really lovely it was quiet and i was wondering i wonder if it's even quieter when they first open it is. up okay well i'll probably see you there
2: yeah it is <laughs> and it's just always about choosing a seat What yeah. what's going to be the most i never get a seat, seat there for that writing. place is always crowded i never get a not seat not at 7 a.m yeah Damn,
0: I'll go there at 7 a.m. Go there tomorrow. Get one. I know, the but then you'll be in my seat about.
2: again, and I got upset when that happened. i <laughs> just move. Good lord! You did, and they and people get concerned because when I go into Gypsy Bean and I'm meeting you there at 7 a.m. and they don't know that I know you, they look at me like, oh, I'm like, no, no, it's fine. He's gonna move. Like, oh <laughs> <yeah>. man! <laughs> that they first like time? they get upset. They're like, oh no, There's 40 seats in the in your seat. I have, I have this
0: one. It is the perfect is seat. It? Well, that's why I picked yeah.
2: it. Yeah. Yes and, I, and that's there's 40
0: seats in this place yeah i walk in there at 701 to meet him there's no one in there obviously and i sit down in his seat yeah. And like the person behind the counter was like, "Oh,
3: we should have known."
0: All right, man, good luck. <laughs> and then Ken walks in. He doesn't even get to the table. He's like, "That's my seat." I'm like, "Shit,
2: sorry." <laughs> and then they working there didn't know that I I uh, knew him. They're like, "Oh, we don't totally want you greeting customers that way, but we support right. that because that's totally your seat." Yeah, <laughs> so it's okay.
0: It is the best seat in the house. I know why you picked it. That's why I picked it. I love it. Oh, well, again, so everyone, thank you so much. Oh, for so what a treat I really having. do. I this was a lot of fun. I hope you had fun. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know we got to talk about some serious stuff, make some jokes
3: yeah
0: really i mean the performance again so i, I cool. know <laughs> it's that's just great i really do i um, get thanks. such a you're only the second person to ever do that oh, on cool. the podcast it's just it's, it's really i just i love hearing stuff like that especially yeah. from original artists you yeah. seem like you know exactly what you want and don't have any idea what you want all at the same time and it's amazing <laughs> i love that
1: <laughs> yeah finding finding my way
0: Yay. Slowly
3: but surely. Hey, but you know, you. but you
0: know, you have to find your way. Most of yeah. us just kind of fake our way through that. <laughs> and we're all like, nah, I'm good. I know what I'm supposed to do.
3: Yeah.
0: So thank you again for coming on. Yeah. Ken. What do you have coming up? Nothing. This is all I do. Okay. Uh, I got dinner, hopefully. Okay. Uh, Great. <laughs> I'll probably go to sleep. It's almost eight. I got to, wow. well, you got to right get to right bed, now. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tori's got to go to sleep. All right. <laughs> no more Tori on next time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you so much, guys. Of course. Thank
0: That's thank it. You. Thanks, everyone.